Hello and welcome to Madden the Yanks. I'll go back to the podcast. I am Sir Matt the Butler. And I am Sir Ezra, the Watchful. And friends, we are back with episode four. And uh, Matt is, uh, he is still uh, a, a ways out there. I can hear you from afar, my friend. I'm in this, dude, I'm in this episode, okay? Let me tell you. Uh, no, on vacation in Hawaii, uh, we tried to record some stuff the other day. It didn't go down as well for the internet connection. So I have to do it over the phone. But I'm just here for a few minutes, and then Ez and Jimmy will take over. So Ez, just wow. Initial reaction okay yeah this episode was awesome uh, a, it, yeah. i feel we're going much further already with i i just i feel like man i feel like it's all about to kick off like next week it's like i mean they showed in that did you did you see the the preview did you watch the preview yet yeah 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 i did yeah yeah i mean it just seems like wow you know so much of the tension that came up in this episode, um, you're already seeing Damon and Rhaenyra, their relationship uh, growing, expanding. I think Damon already realizes, you know, hey, we are potentially stronger together against little Aegon than we would be by ourselves. Um, we all try to avoid going into like deep spoilers for the for the rest of the thing, but already you're seeing Damon, you know, looking at that, and we're seeing that in today's episode. Um, Otto Hightower, boom, got booted out. Yeah. Crazy. And um, ugh, everything else, cinematography, great again. Today's the soundtrack really stood out to me uh, today. Um, it just sort of popped up, popped, I guess, you know, off the screen, or whatever, however you want to call it. Um, this... I would say it's probably my third, I'd say it's probably, you know, I'd say it's kind of like episode two a bit where it was a little more dialogue heavy than action heavy. Yeah. Um, even though there was, you know, there was a little bit, um, there's even deep more stuff with like how Blackwood, right? Like oh, you know, yeah. they, yeah. Um, they become like real important, like much later uh, down the line in between this and Game of Thrones, once you get right. into like the next sort of big wave of Targaryen stuff. So like that, so that was cool. Just a lot of good political intrigue, setting up stuff. Like Corliss Larian wasn't even in this episode, but you could feel the weight of it, and I thought it was good. So, um, and I just I'm popping on here just real quick just to get my initial reaction. And you and Jigo take over the live stream. Yeah, but uh, absolutely loved it. Another great episode. I'm I'd go probably another four out of five stars yeah. on today's episode for me. Yeah, no, it's awesome. It's awesome. Uh, we'll, we'll do something, you know, later in the week, a little more of a breakdown. But you loved it, right? I mean, I Matt, go check the yeah. live. He was in here commenting. You had me, you had me rolling a few times. <laughs> like... A lot of, um, <laughs> you know, a lot of banging uh, oh. in, in 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 this episode. And we were commenting, and I'll, and I'll, I'll get off here uh, real with this real quick. Yeah. Um, that uh, people were saying, wow, a lot of nudity in this. But, like, compared to Game of Thrones, actually, a lot of these like scenes were like yeah there was like you know that going on but it would be like behind it you'd see it like from behind a veil or like in between bedposts and stuff like that so you can definitely see that they are um you know i mean this is still like a rated on show yeah but you can still tone a lot of that stuff down to get it to appeal to a wider audience which is good because that means it's going to get more viewers which is already good so yeah um yeah. absolutely yeah. absolutely loved it i'll hop, hop off here just because the way we yeah. have to do this um, 
and I'll be hanging out in the chat uh, for the live stream and everything. But, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, absolutely loved it. And then I'll be back next week for sure and everything. And we'll be back. So, yeah. Thank nice. you guys for covering. Thank you, Jenny. You know, while I'm on vacation here, great episode. Yeah. Four out of five stars. Awesome. All right, buddy. All right. Thanks, man. We'll, we'll, we'll jump over here with Jimmy now, real quick. Can you hear me, my friend? I can hear you loud and clear. Can you hear me, friend? I, I can. Let's, uh, thank God we got the we got the middle school PA system turned off there. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh no, you're good. You're good. I'm good. Right, so, so yeah, we were trying to figure out like Matt and I before the show how to get like uh, the whole technical piece worked out. We'll be back to normal next uh, next week or whatever. But uh, really glad we got Jimmy in here from the Fantasy Network breaking it down. Look at that setup. First of all, I had this is the first week where I've had to change my setup. I go to literally nothing behind me, and you go to everything. That everything. looks sick man how you doing i'm doing good man that episode was a uh a barn burner a barn yeah. burner that's the hook folks that's the hook right yeah 100 man i mean it was so so much uh you know i think i've said the first couple episodes like there's been tension you know you you, oh, you, yeah. can, you can feel tension i felt so much tension uh and i'm not even talking about the sexual tension that was going on i mean literally like the whole time there's just this there's something going on between all the different characters and, and just everything was so from Damon coming in with the crown, the whole nine yards. Uh, it was, it was really just, you know, wild. So I guess let's start off with kind of like your, your, your big takeaways, overarching thoughts about the whole episode, but then we can kind of go back through and break it down I, and walk through it. I mean, I just got to ask a question. Do you really oh. think that, that Viserys sent that maester? Cause I don't, I think Otto Hightower sent that maester. Oh, dude. Now, here's my question. Is that moon tea or is that poison? That is, I think it's moon. It's got still, I, it's moon tea, I'm thinking. And, and, and my next question is, can, does Rhaenyra think that it's really from her father after the conversation they had? And there's two points to this, right? You could poison Rhaenyra. That'd be pretty suspicious. Or Otto saying, I do think that you, that you betted and that you are going to get pregnant. And if Rhaenyra has Damon's child and that happens to be a male, that that line of secession is ironclad dunzo. Yeah. I mean, it's no mistake that as soon as that pin comes off, the old maester from Old Town walks in with some moon tea. I don't right. know. There's questions. Right. There's questions also. Man. Did did Damon and Rhaenyra do it? It was hard to tell. It was not dark clear. in there. It's not it clear. Her pants were at her knees when he walked away from her. Right, right. But I got this feeling that it stopped before it went too far. So just like fire and blood, everything's very ambiguous. And I know some people are going to go, no, obviously they did. Uh, I'm just saying there's room for there's room for questioning there. Yeah. Um, which makes it, in my opinion, a much more interesting thing for it to be kind of ambiguous. Right. Um, yeah. I, I think that this episode was excellent. My wife looked at me halfway through and we were just like, this is thick. Like This is thick of full of drama. Um, this is oh. kind of where we've been heading folks like, you know, for the, the more casual viewer and they're saying in time jumps and all this stuff, it's like all that groundwork. And even this is still groundwork to things that are going to come that are just going to be mind blowingly dramatic, yeah. um, in, in the future and big fireworks are coming. But I think this episode was the hook. Like I really, yeah. really liked it. Yeah, no, you, that's a really good way to describe it. I mean, because so many people came into the chat and they were like, I, I mean, several of them were like, didn't see that coming. Or some of them were like, saw it coming. You know what I mean? Like, like they're like, oh, I, I, I thought that was going to happen. So you had people sort of like shocked by it. But some, some people saying like, 
yep, there we go. And so it reminded me of how many people are coming into this not having read anything, no yes. spoilers sort of moving forward. So as we talk about this, and we're there's talking. There's changes. There's changes. There's changes. Yes. Dude, I cannot believe just how, 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 honestly, how good. I kept like, like during the live stream, I kept like looking over at Lottie going like, what, like how, there was just so, it was so intense and it was, um, it was, it was paced well. You know, something that I want to, I want to mention before I forget here, the, so again, as Jimmy said, great hook. Everyone's in They're They're locked in. The prophecy's still around. We still have stuff going on with like Rhaenyra uh, in terms of her being heir and there's all the political alliances and all that kind of stuff. But like what Game of Thrones, what House of the Dragon does really well is like giving these smaller moments. Nothing feels rushed. Like there's moments of silence where it just lingers and you can tell like, like when Damon is thrown down there, slowly Viserys walks in. Um, a couple of times, like there's just there's just these moments and they do such good, like such a good job at building suspense and just taking us on this journey that like the whole time I'm like, people are like, why are you being so quiet? Why are you like, you know, they're, mm -hmm. they're like, like during the live show, I'm like, guys, it's so intense that I'm just sort of like, well, you had to pay attention. And, they had yeah, to pay attention. To. Did you see, did you see who Masaria had come into her little den? Yeah. Oh it yeah. The narc. It was the boy Absolutely. who ran and told Otto. So here's my question. Dude, I have uh, a ton of questions. I have a question yeah. of whether Rhaenyra and Damon actually did it. I have a question about who sent that maester. I think we'll find out that answer soon. And then my next question is, so is that Masaria's plan? Because my wife says, well, the boy wasn't in there. He didn't see them doing anything. And I said, he didn't have to. Masaria probably owns that, you know, knows yeah. everyone in that whorehouse. Right. So my question is, did Damon scheme with Masaria to do this, to cause this rift? Because here's the thing, Damon came back from the step zone, bends the knee, all is good. There is some time that has passed between last episode and now, obviously. But I believe uh, this is all kind of Damon's plan. Like Damon wants to sow that discord um, yeah. and get Otto, by the way, let's get Otto out of the picture. So like, I don't know how much Damon is involved with the little you know, tattletale boy who runs right. off. Right. So, so I'm just very curious. That's a big question I have. Is that Masaria? Cause one of my predictions from the changes for book and the show, I said, Masaria's going to play a way bigger role, like yeah. in the narrative. And she is already. So that's a huge question and a small piece that you could have missed. Cause that, you know, that's, that's the stuff I love about this show in the books is that it's subtleties. And that kid just runs in, runs out. You know, if you weren't paying attention, looking at your phone for a second, you miss that yep. connection. That's a huge piece. I need to go back and rewatch that scene for the dialogue because I, I wasn't catching it all. So I need to go back and, and rewatch for that for sure. Um, right. did, did you notice that this episode was layered and stacked in a way that it kept getting Rhaenyra closer to talking to her dad the entire episode? Yeah. Wow. Last, okay. Yes. Yeah. The last conversation she has is with the queen, but before that it's Damon. Right. So like she's getting higher and higher, you know, Kingsguard. And then eventually it all kind of comes to this climax of a discussion between yeah. the heir and the king. Yeah. A, yeah. A, a father and a daughter. Yeah. And that had so much tension. You know, you want me to that, quell your political headaches. You are my political. You headache. are. Yeah. Wow. And, Dude, you're right. So from the beginning, right? She's on her tour, distant, right? And then, and then slowly, she's she's getting closer. She's made uh, decisions that you know weren't weren't going to go down. She's talking to, as you said, Allison about like how is he? Is he mad? Is he upset? Well, I mean, he's frustrated, right? That you still have uh, turned everyone away, and she's out there just did this open roll call in terms of like 
you know, suitors or whatever. And and you're right. That did help build sort of that that, that uh, the way you articulate that is really good. Like she's she, she just sort of finally at the end gets that big conversation. She's going to do her duty, but he has to do his. And you bring up some really interesting points with like. So I've been saying all along, like this whole episode, I am team Allison. I'm not saying I'm team green. I'm just saying I am team Allison okay. right now, dude. I cannot. Bold. And I'll tell you why in a second. You're bold, right? Uh, but so you, you bring up a good point when that when that like um, when that boy runs out. Something that was said between Viserys and oh, maybe it wasn't Viserys, but it's it's implied somewhere. And I have to, I have to go back and listen to the dialogue on this. But like Damon was, he's a liar. He's he's a manipulator. He 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 understands. Before he left, he wanted Otto Hightower out, and so. He comes back. He sees his brother still trying to aid him in, a, in an odd way. He doesn't want that. He wants to prove himself. He comes back, give, you know, gives him the crown. But like you said, you could go one of two ways with this. Either Hightower has been secretly put the white worm, right, which is what she was called or what this what the what the informant was called. And that is Lady mm -hmm. that's, that's Masaria. Uh, he either put her next to Damon and has had her there for a while or Damon. Damon is using her to, to to pass that information on, knowing that his brother That's will right. do this and send Otto away. I mean, so good. And That's it, just such a good thing. And, yeah. and another small note is that at the beginning of the episode, we get that little weird scene where they're all in that like little huddle. Damon notices that Rhaenyra and Viserys are not on good terms. Like he notices that, and he kind of looks at her with like you know that Matt Smith long That's look. That's true. And then we get into the, you know, now the next night, you know, they have the conversation next to the Weirwood and that little, like little seating area in Valerian. So I, I'm just saying Matt Smith may, or I said Matt Smith law, uh, Damon may have yeah. been able to play the white worm against Otto in this instance. So that that's kind of a question that I have uh, going forward. There's a lot of questions to go forward. One of the things that I thought was really interesting was the juxtaposition of Alicent underneath King Viserys, which is extraordinarily hard to watch. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, we have the Damon scene, but it switches from the Damon scene where he couldn't do it. Yeah. To Rhaenyra using her position. I know. Where Kristen Cole can't Kristen, say no. He can't say no. And and that's I'll go ahead and say it. I said it the whole episode. And like people were in here. How could you be saying team Allison? I'll tell you right now, she flat look, look at the position she's in, used by her father, sent in there, the whole thing. She and 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 I mean Viserys says this. She was a pleasant distraction, well placed, a well-placed distraction mm. that he fell for hard. And so you have that going on. You have you have Rhaenyra sort of saying in the beginning, uh, what I forget how she she framed it, but in a sense being locked in a in, in a castle and just being forced to produce heirs, which is essentially, and then she says sorry. She says sorry to Allison because that's exactly what Allison is sort of you know going through. And then you Everyone is Team Rhaenyra, right? They're all Team Rhaenyra, and Alistair here is just getting waylaid with all of these, you know, like abuses. Essentially, I mean, she's queen, though. That's the thing I want to yeah. remind people is she is the queen, and so when she steps up and says, "I'm the queen," I'm sort of like, you know what? This girl has gone through a lot. She has tried her very best to kind of console him, and I think she feels sincere. So here's the thing: what I was always wanting them to do is to really build this division. Mm -hmm. And that is the, this episode, as you said, being the hook, it does that because I can right now start to say to people, I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to do this, but like Rhaenyra just lied across the she board did. to everybody. And she just coerced that kid that, that, I mean, he feels like he owes her something, which she takes advantage of because she, she gave him the greatest honor that house Cole has ever had. Mm -hmm. Right. 
uh, I guess that got, I mean, elevated in this episode. An even greater honor was bestowed upon him, uh, you know, being with the princess. As in, in her in her terms, like, I don't, you know, it's crazy. So she's like sexually frustrated before she goes into this scene. Damon starts all of that. I don't think he knew that it was going to go that way or whatever. He has a whole other, yeah, yeah, like, like situation. But she takes advantage of that, uses it. So it's such a crazy thing because people were going back and forth. You know, the first three episodes, you really like Rhaenyra. Damon's sort of all over the place. I keep rooting for him to, like, be good with his brother. And and I, I already know <laughs> what happens. And it, I, you know, it's like I already know. And I'm just sitting there wanting this to this to happen. And, man, so they've really got us going in two different, you know, supporting different uh, groups, different houses, different whatever. Because Hightower has played this game so well that you really can't quite tell uh you know five days right in in five days he then becomes mm -hmm. hand of the king and since then he has been very masterful about how he's gone about this and just waited uh for, for this opportunity allison has been around and he's looking for this alliance i, I think because of chance he really you know with uh, emma aaron dying and stuff he uses allison yeah. there but i think he was ready to use her in in, in another way in another type of alliance Maybe to Damon, you know what I mean? Who, who yeah. knows? So. And Rhaenyra swore on her mother's memory that Damon oh. did not touch her, which he touched her. I mean, he more than fair. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't. You know, I saw someone say in the chat they think that Damon might be impotent, and like I'm starting to kind of wonder that too because now we've seen him, uh, you know, with Masaria and it didn't work, uh, and now here, you know, punching the wall of frustration. It's like, is he too much in his cups? Is this some sort of regret? Like, I feel like Damon most likely did set up the white worm auto thing. I, I feel like we're, we're leaning yeah. more towards he knows about all of it. Right. And the kid gets paid right in front of him, these kind of things and him punching the wall. is probably like him knowing how messed up this all is, but uh, he wants to keep auto high tower as far away from the, the iron throne as possible. I think. Yeah, for sure. He definitely does. And he's willing to go to these extremes uh, to even, you know, create more division between he and his brother. And like you said, I don't think he really had this plan in his mind necessarily until he sees in that huddle the division. What's actually going back? You know, what, what's what's going on here back at the, um, you know, in the realm in Westeros in King's Landing? And he looks over and he sees something's up. This is this is the air. And actually, it's so skillfully done, too, because Damon takes her out. And as Matt was saying in our chat earlier, he shows her truths. Right. She sees from the small folk how she is, you know, viewed and, and what the mm -hmm. realm is going to accept or not accept. And it's the same thing with Rainey's, you know, the queen who was passed over. She told her that same truth. Everyone kind of keeps saying this. And Damon knows that this is he knows how this is going to go. And so it's such a crazy thing because he does offer almost like a legitimate option here. Uh, but it's just. Because somebody was asking the question, why they're, they're like, why, why is Viserys so upset with this? Well, one, it's his daughter. Uh, yep. Two, we do know that uh, you know the the sept is not going to be happy. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're not going to no. the the religion's not going to be happy with with this kind of proposal. But also, I think on top of that, I think Viserys is starting to buy in the fact that Damon would be the next Magor the Cruel. That Otto has been pounding into him over and over and over again. Which I think at one point Viserys rejects that. 
But we now that we get further and further down the line and Viserys's mind is going, it really feels like he might actually believe the propaganda that Damon is Magor, which is absurd because Magor is like arguably the worst person in Westeros history. Mm-hmm. Um, and we know that we know that Damon is not that guy. Uh, right. he, he might be a little mad, but he's not that level of cruel, in my opinion. So uh, yeah. I think part of the propaganda is probably playing against him. Uh, the fact that it's his daughter and also like just like wouldn't why didn't Damon just go to Viserys? The, the answer is because he wants to sow discord for sure. Yeah. Well, and it's the way, as, as you said, if and again, we have a lot of questions, but but the main one is, is like, who is, who set this up? Who is because Otto, I actually kind of believed his performance when he was like, I did, wasn't sure whether I wanted to bring this information to you or not. I think Otto is smart enough to know by doing this. I, he has got to be smart enough to know to, that he's right there, that he has a grandson who potentially could be heir. He's invested in this. It's his daughter, Allison, who is queen and he has grandchildren there. I, I, this is almost seems like he gets played. I mean, I feel like it's like he gets played a little bit and then he'll come back and mm-hmm. counter, but it's hard to see. It seems like, like he was just fe- like innocently fed this information, but Damon seemingly mastermind this whole thing. Yeah. And honestly, when Otto got the pin taken off him, like that was kind of an oh shit moment for me on the couch. Like I was like, yeah. Uh, oh <laughs> we're doing yeah. that okay right. all right and then you know and then the next scene for the maester to bring in the moon tea i mean we're talking grand maester conspiracy level stuff oh yeah right? i mean this oh, is yeah. very exciting for some and i'm trying to explain it to my wife i'm like you don't understand it's been like two decades people <laughs> talking about it, you know um i'm like but it's not book canon yet so we're not sure you know it's just it, yeah it's yeah. Uh, first and foremost this is a lot of fun for people who are fans of the series uh whether it be show or books but i i really felt like this was the best episode because i think it has the most questions coming out of it whereas a lot of the other stuff was very formula like it was trying to formulate the pieces to get to this moment and now this is our first big step up when it comes to all the drama uh the drama is thick with three c's i think uh also sir harwin uh caught rainier running through the city and i wonder if his testimony will be played uh at some point in the future well, so I was thinking about this. When you see Sir Har, see, they have done th- this episode is actually a masterpiece and is extremely well thought out because it can go in so many different directions. Yeah. And if you know the story and you know where this is going to go, you'll understand like the hint that I'm about to drop here, which is that Harwin is there. Uh, she is out like running around with Damon and running into different people that night. And things could have happened. Uh, it's all perception. Right. She had a she had a close encounter in a dark alleyway with Sir Sir Harwin Strong. What happened between them? They, they get a little I mean, it's, you know, people can kind of almost like, I don't know, throw out whatever like that. Something that something happened there. It's something happened with Damon. So it's just interesting that he's there. Does he does he now? I don't know. Does he see a different side to her? D- does like how does mm-hmm. how does that information, too, that he has play like like this is this gonna, this is not something that's going to be known at large it's going to be a secret sort of inside king's landing um kept real tight-lipped you know so him knowing that and knowing she was out who who does he talk to next you know what i mean that's the that's a very good question it's a very good question also seeing flea bottom let's go i just love flea bottom so much knowing my boy dunk is from there you know that's just the best um for me i think there was more tension 
in most of the dialogue exchanges than there was in that entire last 10 minutes of last week, which I know everyone loves the, the action from last week. And well, some people don't like it, but I enjoyed it quite a bit, but I never felt like the stakes were super high. Whereas that final scene between Rhaenyra, like just all the, of the Rhaenyra and Viserys to Viserys to Otto to the Maester and Rhaenyra, like that had more tension for me than like anything else in the show thus far. You know, yeah. Big, yeah. big moments. Yeah, I mean, re like really, you know, someone was mentioning stuff here because th this episode sort of set up a lot of question marks, like like a oh, ton. Yeah. And so like people are, are talking about Damon and when he's in there with Rhaenyra, I think he does have a lot of respect for her. Mm -hmm. I actually think he does see her as uh, like, I don't know, very cunning, very intelligent, Um you know, and uh, again, that would all, all be good and well. But at the same time, he's also looking for an avenue to the throne uh, and, and, and a way to sort of be a bigger player in this versus just being a second brother who is what, what's what's his role to be married to someone from the veil and, and whatever. I mean, that's not what he wants. He wants this epic sort of he wants to be in the thick of it right next to power or 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 power itself. I mean, so I, I don't know. I think he has respect for her. And I think he kind of was like. He did this. He went this far. Maybe he has some actual lust for her and just didn't want to kind of do it. Or he was beating himself up a little bit, maybe a little tormented. I don't know. It was, it was so it's got me wondering what was that all about? Yeah, it, because he set this up. I feel like he really set this up. So it just is crazy. Yeah, um, even in an episode where Damon kind of falls into the backdrop by the end of the episode, a lot of he, he is the catalyst to, to a lot of this stuff happening he's the agent of chaos uh right now in king's landing that is tremendous oh thank you for the five spot there we go yeah, thank yeah. you very much and so this is is this is this talking about the um blackwood baby blackwood? let's go he gets called that, a, a dumb guy. yeah and he first of all i was rooting for him he was sitting there doing his very best to kind of like put I this forward for i felt for him too i felt like he was this kid in in school who was supposed to give a speech and he's sitting there like <laughs> you know freaking out a little bit or whatever giving a presentation and and Bracken's over here making fun of him, and I was like, the guy. I mean, I, I, that's a he's a bully. Bracken's a, a, a freaking bully, and so to see him just run him through was kind of intense. Uh, so yeah, shout out there. And he's bloody Ben, known by his men. If you go back oh. into the war, so for him to be in here, and you know, he's he's mentioned in the Dance of Dragons at some points. Um, see, so that's freaking wild. That, that was a, that was a good little thread for them to throw to us, and obviously, I thought it was just absolutely hilarious also dude did you did you mark out for lord dondarian oh i know <laughs> come on so i wonder i was actually up here watching it and so uh, my wife lottie was sitting over here and so the first scene is is him talking i'm sitting here thinking what's going on they're talking about dorn and whatever and then i saw her immediately do this kind of like perk up like look over and it's sort of like wait what's what's going on she's a few seconds ahead of me come to find out this is a whole line of people uh that that are, are essentially uh trying to you know propose marriage or or be courted yeah. or whatever and i was like oh my gosh i mean it was cool to hear his name and then to see him here it was just it was it was so ridiculous but uh yeah then a mention of dorn too which is mm -hmm. interesting i keep thinking that, that since he mentioned that i was sort of like yeah what is going on down there and will that come up is that going to be mentioned is anybody gonna be sent to I think so. King's Landing. I, yeah, I, I think it'll probably expand as the seasons go on. We're going to get some added threads if I if I could imagine uh, maybe even in the free cities, especially because they keep getting brought up 
Like it's being brought up a lot more than I thought it would be. Um, you know, that's yeah. hinted that Corliss is shopping around Lena to be married to someone from the free cities. That's a pretty big event um, and a big threat really to the realm. Uh, mm. I, I also really enjoyed uh, Rhaenyra's little snide remark about being prisoned in a castle and, and, you know, squeezing out babies kind of a flip from last week where Allison makes a very snide remark about childbirth, not being that bad to Rhaenyra whose mother had passed. So like we get, we kind of got the flip flop and this, this episode feels a lot more sympathetic towards Allison in a lot of ways. Um, yeah. So I think it's really building those sides up really, really well. Yeah, it was interesting because because Allison actually seemingly wants to like her father's playing his own game. He's got his daughter mm -hmm. where he wants her. And I feel like she's the queen. He he has been the I don't know, like, I guess I guess the the kind of the lead player for for House um, Hightower. But I feel like all of a sudden you're now she's still real innocent, young and whatever she because she, she, she goes to Rhaenyra and totally like I felt like she believed her, didn't you? I mean, she. She yeah. goes back and like like defends her and even says it's Damon. You know, I don't know Rhaenyra to be dishonest. And we're sitting here when she said, she, "What did she say?" She was like, "She's like he didn't touch me, or I, like like I didn't touch him, or whatever." Swear my mother's memory that I was, he never touched me. I was sitting here going, "Hold on a second, we all saw him touch you." We I had all, to double check. I, I said, "I better rewind that scene." Yeah, I was like, "Are you? Hold on a second. This is crazy. You're calling us all liars out here." I mean, so that was a, a huge just a sympathy thing. Yeah. All of this is being done in front of the Weirwood. Yes, I was which, about to say the third conversation between them now that has happened in front of the Weirwood. There's no right. way that that's not on uh, that's on accident. There's no oh, way. no, no, not at all. You know, something else, too, when I was thinking about the Weirwood and I was thinking about, uh, you know, dragons and the, the extra sort of level and the, and the layers of lore here, uh, they do a really good job in terms of building back to Aegon and beyond Aegon with the dagger. And they're speaking in, in, um, that whole scene where 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 Damon is speaking to Rhaenyra in in High Valyrian, like that's that whole. I mean, it's like I think it's like two to three minutes where we're reading subtitles, right? Yeah. And they're just talking to one another, and like that feels so real. When you think about if you're making this show, how are we going to? How how are we going to depict and show you the mm -hmm. you know the house of the dragon and make it feel like they are different? Not just the hair, not just whatever, but like no, they speak in a different language to each other. They come from a whole different place. Like that's it's a whole other level. So it distinguished them a lot more to have. Yeah. I'm talking like two to three minutes of straight like we're all just reading subtitles. And I was like, man, it's a couple moments where it's broken up and it's really good conversation if you're if you're reading and paying attention to what they're saying there. Yeah. Um, so I mean, also there were servants clearing tables. So if you notice whenever they're speaking in the common tongue, they actually are like Damon almost takes the traditional stance. Like, you know, that's how it is. Uh huh. Then he goes into yeah. his, and then he changes his language and he's like, you know, my bronze bitch, this, my bronze bitch, that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Good point. That's a good point. I didn't even notice that, but yeah, that makes a lot of sense that you would want to, cause you, I mean, he doesn't, he seems to be way more in tune to, they're all they're, they're all playing this game. They all want to be close to dragons. And he seems to want to I don't know. He doubts that his brother can see these things or that his brother is going to be in tune to this stuff. Yeah. And so Damon really wants to kind of bring back the fire of these dragons. And I thought it was crazy that that Viserys said too when talking to Otto or just when I think it was even Allison, just how they were both young. They have the blood of the dragon. They are of the house of the dragon, meaning they have this chaotic sort of a uh, fiery spirit and he just he just knows that's just that's just him that's his family yeah. right so you're like okay it's, there's a self-acknowledgement from 
you know, one of the Targaryens to say, yeah, we're just different. I mean, yeah. And Damon clearly wants to get back to more of the traditional way of ruling with way less other families, blood lords involved. That's why he's saying we can re we can kind of restore this. And that's why he wanted to be the hand. Like, say what you want about Damon, but he cares about the Targaryen name very, yes. very much. And I think that he uh, he might be under the impression that, you know, people like Otto should not be the hand and there shouldn't be a small council full of. Uh, you know, strongs and everything else. It should be Targaryen only. Let's let's repopulate this earth a little bit over here. You know, I That's think because right. even right. when he talks to Corlys Valerion, who's extraordinarily close in blood, he mm -hmm. says, "Ah, that's my brother. You can't yes. talk about him like that." Yes. Good point. Yeah, it's a really good point. Yeah, because again, you would see, you would think that they have more sort of relation to them, more history, more whatever uh, with House Valerion. And speaking of them, Corlys, they're all absent. Did not. Did not return, and I thought to myself, okay, so he's making um, what was it? The the Sea Lord of Bravos, right? He's yes, making Elena. Yeah. So so Lena there. Now I'm trying to think about how this might like play into the whole Game of Thrones. He's doing that. Is it false? I mean, is is he really intending that? Did he just do it so the rumor of it gets back to King's Landing, so that way, you know what I mean? And then and then he severs that that potential just knowing what it would do to the small council and Otto Hightower. That's the level these guys are playing on, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And also, I mean, a change for the show could be that, again, that the free cities get involved and say, hey, you know, putting this person on the throne keeps us happy. Putting this person on the throne makes us want to go to war. I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, that could be that could be a change. I, I do think we'll see, you know, Dorne and the free cities a little bit more involved in the show. I, I think that they're going to pull from that because why not make it more dramatic? Right. Um, you know, we're seeing some changes now. You know, this uh, auto getting handed at this moment is not something in the books at, right. at, this, at this stage right. and uh, that is really really interesting stuff that's why i said it's an oh shit moment for me yeah yeah it is it, it, yeah it really was um so it, I, I couldn't tell whether or not like like the series i go back and forth on like he he gets drunk you know he's happy i yeah i don't i don't know he he, he lost me a bit he lost me a bit uh you know with him in the allison scene i mean it was really right. hard to watch and it, it is one of those things where it's like um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't like, you know, I'm not, I'm not uh, a fan of Viserys and now the performance is amazing. I enjoy the characters. The character's actually a lot better in the show than he is in the books, but also seeing like the sores on his back and he's degrading oh. and, uh, you know, cut off the hand, bro. Like just, just get rid of the hand, get rid of it. You know, just like he got rid of Otto, get rid of the other hand, you know, your real now, hand. Now, uh, <laughs> Yeah, right. Exactly. So, uh, okay. Matt and I were talking before the show too about like, do you think there's anything going on in terms of like, uh, like a poisoning or, or something like the, like the throne being laced with something more, or is it just not being treated? No, well, I think it's his indecision. I think it's his, right. I think it is poor treatment. So like there is absolutely a, there's a feasible route where the maesters are not treating him well. But with that said, especially at this time in the game where the air hasn't been changed, you probably want him to hang on a little more until you can manipulate him to put Aegon on the throne, right? Yeah, so, for sure. So I, I think it's feasible that the Maesters aren't doing their best. Um, but I also feel like Viserys' indecision to, again, just kind of cut the rotting fingers off before it spreads or the arm off, it shows his, his indecision as king. I mean, it's, it's a complete illustration of every issue that he has as a ruler. He cannot yeah. make any decisions. He bounces back and forth. Um, he is a weak king. So yeah, yeah. I, I think that I think that the sickness spreading is definitely allegory uh, for his rule. 
Well, you know, something else, too, I guess if your house high tower and you're close as they are with the Citadel and the Maesters and you're looking for weaknesses or you're looking for things that you could exploit. I don't know that this is happening to every I don't know. I, I, I like if it's that dangerous to sit on the daggone throne. I mean, I, I like he, it feels like he's he's drunk a lot and he's well, he's getting toasted. Not, he's getting, you know, but I feel like you could say later on if you're the high towers like, look, guys, there's a history of this. You know what I mean? Like, like what mm -hmm. the, things could get really rapidly worse at a, at a time of their choosing. And there's a, there, there's already context for, well, look what's been happening this whole time. I mean, so like, this is mm -hmm. just, it kind of, I don't know when, you, if you're observing and you're looking for, for a weakness or, or sort of, um, yeah, just, just a way in or a possibility, an avenue that you can use later on. That's, I mean, you, you kind of see one there. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think Otto for everything that we can say about him, he's a snake, he's a schemer, all these things. I don't think that he wants an outright civil war. I don't believe that that yeah. is his path. I think that he has been scheming for multiple rulers to get to this point where he can put maybe somebody on the iron throne of his, of his bloodline. But I don't believe that he wants to go into a civil war, uh, especially one that involves weapons of mass destruction called dragons. Right. And I think that Damon is basically pushing the envelope and saying, we'll do it. Right. Exactly. So we have, yeah, Jay uh, in here talking about Damon being a better medieval King, a better warrior, ruthless against crime, all that kind of stuff. You know, he's different. He's, he's absolutely different. And then Matt, as Matt's saying here, he, he isn't the worst King, but he's, so he see, it's almost like he, he's like an, like almost like an idealist. Like he, he wants the realm to operate and things to go this way. And he wants to just be King or, mm -hmm. or whatever. Whereas Damon is coming in saying there are real, enemies around you that you've almost been kind of like uh like okay with just them being there but but then viserys will come back with sort of like no i do see them so it's this back and forth where you're sort of like trying to figure out uh you know who would be better for for whatever i mean because jaharis the old king was coming off of this really mm -hmm. long sort of the best uh, king he's yeah. the best he is the best. I mean, he well, really besides is. Besides my boy back here, but you know. Wow. Okay. <laughs> traitor. That's a traitor. Rest, rest in peace. <laughs> it's a traitorous statement. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, speaking of the of the Baratheons, that is something that I've been trying to pay more attention to because we're back closer to Aegon the Conqueror and sort mm -hmm. of their line and this bastard line that sort of that is there in House Baratheon. It's just interesting. You know what I mean? It's just something to kind of keep an eye on. Yeah, the Baratheons are very close to the Targaryens all throughout history. Right, right. So, and just in, you know, which side are they going to pick? I, I would love to get, you know, people's comments on that. Like, you know, who, who are they really um, going to support? Because you guys yeah. can clearly see, if, you, if you're just coming into this, you can see this going in different directions, right? You can see that there's, okay, it's either Rhaenyra, right? Or it's going to be Aegon II. Uh, there's there's going to be a fight at some point, And it seems like, Viserys is is he looks weak. He looks like he's cut up. It looks like he might not last. It looks like he has MRSA. He's got he something. Yeah. Like he's I got mean a serious staph infection. It is bad. It is bad. And so who knows how much more longer he's gonna be around. But you know, I want to go back to something because Allison, for me, and it could just be the acting or the way they're 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 directing this, but like she feels so sincere, even yeah. though she's being put in this position and she knows sort of like that it's to get, you know, House Hightower closer and heirs and stuff. It's still like, is that all that bad? And it's like what Viserys says. Every, I mean, I mean, I'm not talking about like, I'm not talking about Otto using his daughter. Right, right. Sorry. Uh, I'm talking <laughs> about like the idea that the house in general would want to become closer 
uh, through marriage alliances and stuff to That's House right. Targaryen and stuff, you know, whatever. Um, but because from that perspective, it's sort of like, OK, he's just trying to, I mean, you know, it's a, Viserys says that he sees this. He, he says that, like, all of these individuals, not just Otto, all of yeah. them that have ever sat on the small council and been around these Targaryens all have self-interest. They all want a piece of the pie. They're all trying to get close. He's not stupid. So I, that's where I go back. I wrestle with him a little bit in terms of like, he's actually pretty locked in on that, but it seems like he wants to forget it for a second, or he just doesn't want to yeah. pay it too much mind. He's happy that he has a son. He's caught up in this family and the air and, and preserving it and wanting things to say he is a, like a dragon of peace. He was there during a time of peace. He grew up under under the He's old extremely king. passive. He's extremely yeah. passive. Yeah. Yeah. Which leads so, to all kinds of problems. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, re it definitely. And that's where Damon's trying to say, like, he's he's looking out for him. Right. He's looking out. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, he's he doesn't feel like his brother is doing enough. And so, um, yeah. Yeah. One note I want to make on Allison. And I said this on my stream on my channel this past week when I was talking about episode three is the fact that like if we look at allison and we look at what's happened to her you know her and rainier are a little bit distant now in this episode they kind of come back together a bit um but whenever she's being sent off to the king and being used by her father and now she's the queen so she's already like weirdly distant from other people right like she can't just connect um you know the only people that she really has that can be a genuine relationship where it's not something that is owed or is there like conflict there is with her children and her children obviously are a point of contention in the King, in King's Landing at this point and will continue to be. And yeah. is it that surprising that she will then become, you know, completely dedicated to her children and their futures? No, it's not because they're the right. only people who aren't asking something of her. So I do think she's very sympathetic in that way. Um, yeah. And I think that her logic will make sense. Uh, going forward yeah i think so too and that's where you can get a lot of people kind of getting behind her and saying hold on a second this th you know like i i get why people would would buy in there now mm -hmm. what we're gonna and i don't want to get into any of the you know uh spoiler stuff but uh, and they could be changing at this point jimmy like it could be changing stuff seems to be kind of i like they're making changes that germ said would be good, good i dig TV. it yeah and i i do too because this whole thing has got me uh like my mind running in terms of like how much of a player is Damon in terms of like, did he think about on the way? You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. That's a massive question. That's a massive yeah. question because let's just say for fun that Damon didn't know that kid who came into the den and it was Masaria and she is the white worm only for Otto. And she is, a you know, she's been placed next to Damon on purpose. Yeah. That is a massive massive piece of the puzzle. And that is a huge implication going forward because we know things uh, from the book, you know, I don't know. I don't know what's going to change, but I hope we get that a straight up answer. I mean, I think it, I think it's implied that Damon knows. I think it's implied, but yeah, um, I'm curious. Yes, I do, too, because but it would be so crazy. I get what well, you know, I, I guess I guess I'll say this with knowing what we know about from, you know, from the books without going to spoilers. I did not even know that there was a connection between Otto and like it like like his spy network. I thought it was more just people i don't know servants you know what i yeah. mean i did not know that that his spy network included this individual and so that is mind-blowing and has a lot of implications and that's what jimmy and i are kind of freaking out about a little bit because <laughs> it's it's something that we wanted questions we wanted answers and we're we're, we're getting those and i i think and right even now, more questions <laughs> even more questions i think anybody who walked into this 
you know, because you want people to have a seat at the co I never want to feel like the guy who's, oh, we've read the books and we sort of know what's happening. And I also didn't want the show to make people feel that way either. And it hasn't. That's exactly mm -hmm. the thing. It, it, you, you can walk right in here and you can talk at your water cooler about all the different potential. And you know what? You probably you could pick up on things that I think sometimes book readers might overlook and say, nah, it's going to turn out this way. But like right now, I mean, I don't know. I have no idea. They could be like the changes could be so big that uh, <laughs> I, I don't I feel like George after season eight, I feel like he's more like, hey, you know what? I mean, there's two different stories here. There's two different paths. Let's let's, let's entertain people. Let's make a good story. And yeah, I agree. I think fidelity well, to the source material is is sometimes overstated. I think sometimes, in fact, having infidelity from the source material can also be really interesting, especially for a different medium that that is television. So um, uh, all the changes thus far, I've been I'm in. I'm pretty I'm pretty happy with. Did you like so somebody's talking about, you know, just like the uh, the throne and mm -hmm. when when Damon comes back and he holds out the uh, the sword or whatever and he says, add it right yeah, add it to the yeah. rest. I was like, oh, he knows how to make an entrance. I mean, he <laughs> My wife. How my oh. wife said that Damon with a haircut looked like Brienne. He, she goes, I'm getting real big Brienne vibes right now. <laughs> really? And I was oh like, my. son of a bitch, I can see it. <laughs> so, okay, okay. Let, okay, let's let's transition into, into some, some more risque stuff here, which is normally, I normally leave this up to Sir this Matt, but he's been the knee after hours. All this right. is after hours. All but right. like, I did not think they were going to show what they showed. I they, didn't think they were going to do They were do... kissing. They were I... hugging. They were licking. All, they were sucking. all of it. All of it. All of it. And Short I strokes everywhere. Have to say the actress that plays um Rhaenyra, they were. They definitely were. And so like as she's walking through, it's such a crazy thing to be watching this and the, and to see her going like she did such a good job. Just yeah. her acting skills are literally I hope this girl gets tons of work and other other stuff, because yeah. literally, man, when she's walking through and it's it's almost it's off putting because at first we want to be like, whoa, this is a little messed up or whatever. But the way she very in a real sense is a young girl who just got showed all these things outside of the castle that she's not supposed to see, got a little truth lesson there and then walks down the dark alley to a pleasure house and the look on her face. I can't imagine a, a yeah. youngster, a teenager who wouldn't walk into a place and go like, <laughs> like, oh, my gosh, like I mean, she captured that or whatever. And was just sort of like, wow, this is this is exciting. This is crazy. Well, and everyone, everyone, know. you know, when you go to a club and everyone's dancing, you're the only one not dancing. You know, Matt's wedding. Everybody was dancing. I said, everybody? you know, I'm going to get on the floor and bust the move a little bit. You Let's know, we had, we had to kind of do the hokey pokey. I and, know. Uh, you know, when in Rome, you know, she's in there. Everyone else is doing their thing. And she's like. Well, I don't want to be left out. You know, okay. So, okay. Let me, since this, this, this point has come up or whatever, I don't know. You could tell me again in the book. I can't really even remember. Um, was it ever explicitly stated? And I have to go back and look and we can, and not to put you on the spot, but I'm just thinking like, I don't re remember it being, because as they were even standing there, I was like, are they actually going to do this? Is he actually even going to kiss her or touch her or do anything? Or is he just showing her this and that's enough in the perception? Well, it is unclear in the book. It, that's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. And, that's, and that's, also, I mean, the Sir Kristen Cole stuff, guys, this is answers. Like, these are answers that we have. Answer. Straight answers. I mean, so, <laughs> okay. Oh, well, as you're watching that, right, that, that scene, did you think he was going to stop her? 
Like, did you think he, what did you think? I think he did. He kind of tried at the beginning and like, I I don't think it's a necessarily like he didn't want to at all kind of deal, but like there is a power complex there. Absolutely. And you know, it being in a juxtaposition with Viserys and Allison, I, that wasn't on accident at all. Um, using, using your title and your power. I mean, there's no way Kristen Cole can say no, no way. uh, It's an interesting talking point. Yeah, it is. It's just one of those things. I'm sure we'll get, you know, some more comments about it. You know, what who was oh, yeah. what, like, what do you do there? I mean, what's the what's the right? I feel like a lot of people could be pissed off about this episode. Yeah, me too. Me yeah, too. I actually, people, I, I mean, not not anyone that matters, uh, but, yeah. you know, I see it every time, you know, anytime there's nudity on a, a House of the Dragon or a Game of Thrones episode, like I really wish they'd stop it with that HBO stuff. And I'm like, guys, HBO has been doing this for 30 years. It is right. never going to stop. Like they're going to be graphic. Right. That's why it's HBO. Yeah, it was, and they put you in these situations where you're like, uh, like there's a character that you start to like, and you think I really like her, I'm I'm rooting for her, and then she goes and does all of this, and you're like, well, wait a second, but also her uncle pulled her out and kind of started that whole thing, but then she comes back in here and is all caught up in it, and it's like this young fire, this hormones running wild, comes back from that journey and makes a big mistake. Yeah, may, may, I mean, again. In the moment, probably I don't even want to get into it. I don't even want to wait into it. There's a lot of sides to this. Like I gotta say, you know, we we throw around the term gray characters and and yada yada yada. To this point, I feel like it's been relatively on the nose for most people in the show, like most of the cast. Now things are dirt, like things are getting dirty and it's getting messy, and people love nothing more than that, especially the general audience. Like the general audience is gonna eat this up. This will probably be like you know, the episode people are going to have conversate the most about. It's not going to be so much like, oh, did you see the dragons? You know what I mean? It's going to be like, what did you think of Damon and Rhaenyra? Did they or did they not? Right? Like those are the questions they're going to be at the water cooler tomorrow. Yeah, for sure. So here we go. You know, there's a reason behind all of the sexualization, though. These these characters are human and sort of getting to that that human uh, thing. And that's why I said like the actress as she's going through there, you can't help but to kind of what would you do? I mean, what would you do in that situation? She's out there with her uncle. She also has sort of this, um, I don't know, rebellious sort of spirit. She she's she's a blood of the dragon. I mean, you know, so she's out there doing that. So I yeah, I think you're right. I think a lot of people are gonna look at this and say, it's just a really what would you yeah. you know? What do you um, do? Daryl Henry says, if she were the queen, I could see him not having the power to say no, but he serves the king. He could have walked out after she kissed him. I think the I agree with you, Daryl, but I also believe that the fact that she chose him for the king's garden. Yeah. And rose his family from that to the highest, even though it's to the king. The king didn't even know who Kristen Cole was. She picked him. I think that there's a personal debt there um, that that he probably feels. And again, I'm not saying it was like totally he was like no way you're gross like he clearly didn't feel that way no um, it, it shifts actually as you watch it i mean oh, again yeah. the acting is crazy in this but they but he totally sort of uh, the first time she kisses him right he just sort of yeah nothing doesn't doesn't whatever well did you also notice that when damon and her are in the in the brothel and they're they're making out whenever rhaenyra takes control over it and starts to try to kiss him and bite him yeah, that's when he stops. Do you feel like the, the the fact that maybe he knows that he's setting this up to be a big public thing that's going to get back to the king? Do you think in that moment he like sees the corruption? Yeah, and, he, and it I bothers he, him. I think he's bothered by what he what what's going on here. It, like, I think he got in too deep. You know what I mean? Or I, if, uh, not, I yeah, maybe not deep enough. I don't know. But like, <laughs> yeah, got it. Uh, um. So like, but 
he's sitting there realizing, okay, I have done this thing. She is now, it's, uh, she's as fiery as he is. Yeah. And I think he's caught off guard by that and is really realizing, like, I mean, I think the, on a weird, crazy way, I think the respect or like what he feels for her in, increases. And I don't mean in, 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 like, I think he was sort of like, wow, I, 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 I've, I've, cause she's then passionate about him. You know what I mean? I know that it's all, again, she takes all that frustration and sexual tension out on, 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 um, Sir Kristen Cole, but it's there. And at some level, she's like, she knows it's her uncle and knows that he's blood of the dragon. And still, I don't know. She, she's always had this though. If you, if you look back over the episodes, this is what people were coming into the chat saying, I saw this coming. You can see it in her eyes. You can oh, yeah. see it in the grin that she had with her uncle. She found him interesting and more. My so, wife was like, I don't care. I'm shipping those two. I'm cheering for it before the right. episode. And when it wow. was happening, she's like, good. And I was like, this is a weird show. Wow. <laughs> it's a weird it is. Show. It's a very weird show. Yeah. It's just, it's okay. so wild to think that they're again. I mean, that's her. And, and then for Viserys to come in there and say, that's my daughter. Right. And then you already have a wife and then they're bringing up egg on head too. Like, I'm going to take this back to the way in which, yeah, like, keep it in the family i mean like there's two different i don't know mine like it also shows like a lot of range to damon in, in a lot of ways because like control is really important for him that's why he wants the targaryens to have the control of power totally right and we see him lose control from rhaenyra then taking the advancement like she takes you know control of that situation and it doesn't make him happy he stops he feels wrong about it mm -hmm. but then like we also see him thrown on the floor and we saw last episode him walk out of a cave with a man's entrails hanging out, fire all around him, all this, this amazing feat of strength. And Damon is strong. Yeah. And then this episode is underneath his brother's blade, beaten down by the King's Guard after a drunken night. And he's hung over and he's, you know, he's at the bottom at this point. Right. And he's literally on the ground. And it's interesting that when Damon is close to his brother, He's at his worst. And then whenever he is away from his brother, he's achieving Ooh. these great things. So yeah. I think it just shows the range of Damon Targaryen as a character and uh, right. it, way more nuanced than he is in the books. And I, I really appreciate the uh, portrayal. Yeah, I like how you say that. I mean, it, like it, it is something like he really struggles. He gets roped back into this, um, like all the politics, all the 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 power hungriness, the whatever. He's just he's not as he's not at his best. You know, something with. Um, uh, Missaria, when she's talking to him after he wakes up, that I'm going back just trying to look at the like the uh, the dialogue there. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know what I mean. Like, she's mad. I mean, I feel like she's upset a little bit, but like that makes me think it was his plan, even more. You know what I mean? E e even more, just because yeah. she's like, she's upset with him, but yet she's also playing. But she was saying too, like he used to protect her, but does he not now? Is Otto offering some protection? Like you said, I mean, <laughs> there's a total potential change here in terms of like who she's working for, who she's loyal to. That matters big time. And it? false loyalties. You know, she hates Otto at this point. And it's like, is, is I mean, what did the maester bring her? Is it moon tea or is it not? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you do. I know. I just, so I, I mean, I'm the king didn't send it. The king didn't send it. There's no way the king didn't send it. Yeah. Until you yeah. said that, I was sort of like, okay, I don't, you know, I mean, nah, he's it was all, Maester. right. So it was, Maester, it was Otto clearly. And they're just saying from your father, he still has this last sort of thing that he can do as he leaves being handed the king. Um, well, yeah. And the Maesters work for Otto Hightower. 
Come they on. do. I know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's that closeness. And again, that actually fuels all of the fire in terms of this whole Maester conspiracy. And, and oh, the it's, it's scheme. huge. It's huge. Now, yeah. let me point out one disappointment about this. Now, okay. and, and this is me assuming that I'm correct about the fact that the Maesters are kind of in. They're playing the Game of Thrones and they're yeah. loyal to Hightower because obviously Otto comes from where they are, yada, yada, yada. So the one disappointing thing is that this is show canon and that we didn't see really any maester scheming in the main show. Um, so that is like almost a little disappointing to me, but I think that's why the scale of it will just be that these maesters are corrupted by the high towers. I don't think it'll be this big grand thing, yeah. but who knows? Maybe in the dance, well, we'll see even more. Well, and that's a really good point though, that maybe because of the time, and I'm just going to speak vaguely here about this mm -hmm. uh, cryptically, in the time that we saw the Maesters, things were different. The dragons yes. weren't there. The Targaryens weren't there. Things had changed. Things uh, have changed quite a bit. They're sitting fat and happy at the Citadel, maybe. So you, now you look back at the history and you say, okay, we're going to see a different type of energy among the Maesters because they were pretty sleepy and it's song of ice fire. Uh, they were also pretty randy, too. Uh, but... <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like there is something good. This is going to be we're going to have to figure out what is it that she drink. She didn't drink it. You know, we don't know exactly what it is. We know what it's what it said uh, to be. Who sent it is also the bigger question, I think. Definitely. So, yeah, man. Uh, Naya brings up a good point. She said definitely that maester is poisoning the king. He was also the one who was besides Otto when they went to Dragonstone. And this is the kind of thing I'm talking about. Like there's been so many little hints that the maester is in Otto's pocket. Um, so I, I really believe that that moon tea did not come from the king and and, and it could be as simple as this I, I don't really think they're trying to poison rhaenyra it's probably more like he really wants to drink that moon tea because he does not want a damon rhaenyra baby running around with a claim right, right. So. well because i mean at this point he's out of the, he's out of that position uh as hand and you you can't really yep he's away from the game a little bit so if there's potential for that damon has outplayed him because damon is laying on the floor there saying give her to me marry her to me yeah. right and that is sort of the full thing that that like literally Otto is worried about because Damon represents strength. Uh, House Valerion still they have a good connection. He knows that Corlys went off and fought mm -hmm. a whole war with him, yeah. so there's power there. And then if he does have a child, yeah. And, and also just because Damon's been you know thrown out and sent back to the Vale or whatever, uh, if Rhaenyra has a child by him or if Sir Kristen Cole or whatever, Damon <laughs> is getting called back. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's the that's the trump card. So you're absolutely right that it very well could have been that that it that it's from Otto and it's not and from the king. We're gonna have to come back to this episode multiple times, dude. Like this is a pivotal moment in the show, yeah. and we will come back to it multiple times. We're gonna have to think about it a lot more. Um, and I think I don't know if every question in this episode will ever be answered, but the fact that we get to have these kind of conversations makes this, in my opinion, the best episode. I'm so excited. And for those who have not read the book. This is nothing. Oh, <laughs> nothing. This is not, compared yeah. to some of the stuff coming down the pipe. No, no, and, and this is. I'm glad you say that because oh. you so like certain characters in this, and you you can see them where they're at now. And even though they've done some things that you're like, oh my god, this 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 is shocking. Like you said, buddy. I mean, it yeah. gets way more intense if they go even close to the books yeah and this is why i said you know some people were very disappointed about crab feeder being killed off screen and i'm like guys you don't understand he's a footnote like he that yeah. is not that's not one it's not even a big battle like right 
the CGI budge is not being used there, folks. I mean, a little bit, but nothing compared to what we're going to get. And two, like in the grand scheme of drama in the series, Crab Feeder is nothing. Uh, there's so much to look forward to. Right, there's right. So to to. Uh, let's let's. I'm kind of just you know scrubbing back through here, looking at the at the episode. Let's talk about a, a moment that gave me chills, and I'm sure it gave you chills, and I'm sure it gave everybody else chills, which was the freaking dagger uh, getting pulled out and. The prince, like from my line, from my blood, the the prince, like this song, the song of ice and fire, the prince that was promised, mm-hmm. right, will, will come from Aegon's line, and his song will be the song of ice and fire. So dope. Yeah, I was like, this is what like we thought that we saw, like we saw a little uh, like like preview clip with something. I thought are there glyphs on that? Like is there? Mm-hmm. And it's hidden in flame. Why we couldn't see it before, you know what I mean? It's just like, and then how does it end up with the people it ends up with in the Song of Ice and Fire? Well, you can see it's a Targaryen thing. The Targaryens aren't there. They're in exile. Daenerys is gone. Viserys is, you know, the the, the beggar king. So, yeah, that, that, that dagger gets lost. That message gets lost eventually. And we know that, and we see the whole craziness that goes down, uh, you know, with that. And the crazy thing is we have a, a freaking show uh, that, that uh, I mean, essentially... Who is the prince that was promised, right? I mean, you've got John out there, still Rhaegar's son, doing his thing yeah, and the whole, and whole show uh, to, to go along with him. And now you're talking about this dagger. Is that dagger talking about John? Was it talking about Danny? Was it, you know what I mean? It's a good question. Used good- by Arya to. I mean, here's the thing. When I see the glyphs on the thing, I do the Leonardo DiCaprio point at the TV meme. I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> said the oh, book man. oh, yeah. I mean, so good. And so I just I felt like I just, I just it just totally gave me chills. And it was a reminder yeah. that like, hey, you know, all this planning, all this horsing around, right? All all these different strokes uh, that are going on. They're not short, short mid, long, long. They're not what we're supposed to be focused on. OK, although Viserys is out there doing it himself. I mean, like, it's just like crazy. So so like it's a weird thing because I keep feeling with whenever Viserys is there, I feel like there's a there's a he goes from being laser focused to drunk to blind. I don't know. He's all over the place for me. And so I just can't get my finger on him and uh, not so sure I want to either because he's, uh, he's totally riddled yeah. with something. Okay. Uh, but, but yeah, if somebody said, keep it secret, keep it safe. I mean, it's exactly like the dagger seemingly is just like the, the one ring, the ring of power and it. And it has a message in there. And actually, when you think about that, like, it, you know, as, as George is sitting there talking to these different sh- the the ring, the one ring is evil. I mean, it's evil. So, you know, you think about like, like, cause we get into some deep winds of winter theories and some crazy stuff about who's in charge, who's really the bad guy who really offended who first and all these territorial claims. But yeah, interesting to think there's a parallel there to the hidden message inside of a dagger that's only revealed by, by heat or by fire. But that item in the other, you know, not that it is a direct reference. It's a, you know, it's a dagger, but it's just the right. fact the mechanism used to reveal uh, a hidden sort of thing is is it's sort of referencing a really dark magical. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Item. So yeah, and uh, I I will say I don't think that the cat's paw dagger is going to be a big deal in the books. I think that this is a show only type thing. Yeah. Um, just because like the cat's paw dagger is seems to kind of. I don't know. We'll see. I could be wrong. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I like that. I like that parallel that you're drawing there. You know, man, I'm just looking at the chat here too. It is sad. Sir Kristen Cole, I I would wonder from the chat. I want to ask a question to the chat. Like, where do you guys think that is? How do you feel about Sir Kristen Cole? 
Uh, I know I'm, I'm opening the can of worms here, but uh, how do you feel about him? How do you think he feels about Rhaenyra? We see several looks between them throughout the rest after. All right. After their, uh, you, what's the word, Jimmy? After they, after they have, after they have sexual, they couple, they couple, they couple together after yes. these things happen, <laughs> like dag on you house, the dragon making me, you know, out here talking about this is crazy. But like after that happens, he like looks at her several times and is sort of like almost like at every time, by the way, it's out of it. Like he has his helmet on and he's looking out the corner of his eye, like looking over here, like, hey, are you going to say something? What happened? I mean, mm -hmm. like it looks really weird. And she's kind of looking at him like, yeah, I'm not going to say a daggone thing, but he's new there and, and he's trying to figure out what's up. He loses his honor, essentially. I mean, that's sort of taken from him. Is he does he resent her for that? Is he is he? You know, I don't know. I mean, good I question. Like, I feel like he would resent her, maybe. Even though he, they get caught up in this moment, he can't really refuse her. But I feel like he would be pissed. And he's also now walking around. He can't really kind of have that same. I don't know, Kingsguard edge, right? He's well. He they now have a share of secret, and we know that secrets right. in this series are never good. They never yeah. weigh very well on people's consciences. So, oh my gosh, and I know I shouldn't open this kid of worms. Uh, yeah, Rainier was going to work. He definitely uh, is in love now. I don't know. I mean, that's the thing. I, 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 she's a member of the royal family, and he's sworn to protect him. And even you know, okay, even with like King Joffrey, a lot of times though he was the king, right? I mean, he's again there's a queen regent, his mother, but they often did things that were they didn't listen all the time. No. You know, they they didn't do his like everything that he said. Some of them were scolded because they did do terrible things to individuals in bedchambers that were awful, right? And yeah. or to or to Sansa. So like they clearly can to some degree stand up and do what's best for the king uh, or whatever and so it's crazy. It is actually and I know the Jimmy's point is that like he feels something for her because she chose him. And actually going back and looking at this it's sort of like yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. Like that wasn't Sir Kristen Cole's choosing is not is it in the book necessarily though like like that Rhaenyra chose him or whatever. Um, I can't remember. I don't, I don't believe so. so because he he actually uh, Kristen Cole in the books comes to prominence at a tourney at Maidenpool whenever yeah. Viserys is getting crowned king. Um, yeah. It's not at Aegon or the the birth celebration for Emma where she passes or anything. So that's all kind of jammed in here. So he was already into prominence in the books by the time this stuff rolls around. Yeah. Right, and so, and so they kind of give then the choosing to her, and you're like, okay, if you're if you're talking about differences, you're like, that's a great one, that's a genius sort of um, change there, because now we're we're seeing why he would even entertain this idea, I guess, yeah. more, right? Yeah. So, yeah, makes wow. Kristen Cole very sympathetic. It does because I did not, uh, yeah, knowing what, yeah, I won't say, uh, yeah, let's just we'll leave it at that. It makes him very sympathetic. It'd be very interesting to see what happens going forward. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Well, well said. Okay. Uh, uh, wow. We've, we've gone for about an hour and 14 there. Anything else, man, that you're, that you're thinking or feeling, I guess, uh, some closing thoughts here before we kind of wrap up. No, I'm just, I'm so impressed by the tension that was produced in this episode with very little action at all. And I thought a lot of the, like, it almost felt like kind of Gothic in a way because King's Landing was the only setting, but like we got more of it. 
like, I don't know, running through flea bottom, having that fortune teller. Let me tell you how you'll die. You know, just like little things like that uh, really got the atmosphere up for me. I dug it. I think it was my favorite yeah. episode. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I, I think so too. So far, I mean, it was absolutely, um, it feels kind of weird sometimes saying it's your favorite episode when it's like the one with like the most nudity and most like sexy. It's like, and that's, and as someone said earlier, we're trying to emphasize here. There's a human story, Alan. There's a, there's so yeah. much intrigue and, and and plotting and political stuff behind all of that. That is, you know what I mean? It's not just there. It's not empty. It's just not there for, uh, I don't know, for shock value or whatever. I mean, yeah. it is, you know, but there's there's something <laughs> else to it. I mean, it's shocking, but it, it's it's there's something more. Also, I will say this, you know, the first three episodes, there's much more brightness and much more like light and different colors yes. and stuff. This is totally like the the lighting and everything is darker and it's just got like a had a cooler tone to it too. Yeah, cooler tone. That's a good that's a good way to put it for sure. And when Rhaenyra leaves and she goes past the same sort of dragon skull and all the candles, you're like, okay, you're bringing back a place again. I know where that's at. I remember when they were there. That invokes sort of a uh, like like a different like a memory of of her and Allison you know together and stuff just the, just that whole setup like her praying or uh, you know Rhaenyra being there so it that was cool to see that they're using those sets in in, in that way but yeah the tone the um the lighting the the cinematography is all still beautiful but just different because this was a different level of episode uh things were kind of done in the shadows uh, after the sun sets and there's major sort of um implications yeah there will be more of these episodes going forward maybe not all the uh the brothel scenes but the very dialogue heavy he said she said lots of this coming in the future yeah yeah for sure all right friends uh, hey uh thanks for popping into the chat here thanks for uh helping us out um a little different format sir matt will be back i've actually even got something kind of going on i don't even know like, he he went out there and got sick as well and yeah i know jimmy's like looking at me like wait what grayscale something's going around um so we'll be back to full strength, I think, next week, and we'll have, uh, you know, uh, we'll have Matt back in here and be chatting away. But Jimmy, where can folks find you on the internet, my friend? Yeah. Uh, so if you go down in the description, you can check out my channel, The Fantasy Network. I uh, started a book review channel trying to find the next A Song of Ice and Fire because I loved it so much. I've done A Song of Ice and Fire content on there, and I also am doing uh, weekly streams later in the week after I watch the episode a few times. Uh, and I kind of just interact with the chat and get other people's thoughts. So I'd love to have you over there for that. And, uh, you know, hey, come find some good books to read as well. Yeah, uh, Matt and I have been on there a couple times, and it's honestly yep. awesome. Sometimes we just go in there and uh, love to hang out in the chat. It's actually a lot of fun to be in the chat and just to hear what's going on and see reactions. So I appreciate everyone in here too, uh, as well. We're getting some winks, and you know, on it, Jimmy. Appreciate Let's it. go. That's what I'm talking. Appreciate about. Appreciate you guys always having me on for these. Uh, it's it's the highlight of my week, man. Yeah, it's so much fun, dude. We are so glad that you do it because it's it just adds another another uh, you know element of of excitement and conversation. Conversation is always good with you, man. I really do appreciate your insights. They're it's they're good. Always, yeah. Pleasure. All right, friends. Well, hey, you know, if you guys have a thought, uh, if you want to send us a raven, you can send that to btkcast at gmail.com. You can also check out the website, which was built by this man right here, a wonderful website. We can send those ravens in as well. Uh, and yeah, be sure to follow me at wompre underscore 2m. Follow Matt at Super Gains Bros. And friends, we will see you next week. And remember, fire and blood. <laughs>